Welcome to another episode of Life, Liberty, and Liturgy. My name is Jonathan Kruger, your host. It's been a minute. Um, I'll just come in and record these as I can, and uh, now I can. <laughs> A few weeks ago, my episode with the Bad Roman podcast came out, and it was a good one. We talked about moving from certain political ideologies and uh, coming to rest in the ideology of the kingdom, the political ideology, which is the kingdom of heaven is within you. Talked a little bit about nonviolence, peace, church and state, that kind of thing. So if you want to look that up, my name is in the title, uh, John Kruger, I believe is how they put it there, not Jonathan. So if you want to look it up, you can look at that. Uh, there was one piece of that uh, towards the end where... Um, so we, we it's about an hour and five minutes, but like recorded probably about an hour and 30 minutes. So there's some stuff that's cut out, which is fine. You know, anything that was cut out was not, it wasn't really anything necessary. But um, there is a point at the end there where Craig uh, and me and Craig are cool. I love Craig. But in the end, he said something I disagreed with. And we had a little bit of a back and forth. But our back and forth was uh, was cut off because uh, we didn't really have time. It was towards the end, and he's like, we need to wrap this episode up. So the only thing that was in the audio was basically uh, Craig uh, said that, you know, hey, you know, talking about the uh, Christians and the politics, all the crazy stuff, you know, and whatever. And basically we needed to, what the church needs to do is to uh, just go back to the teachings of Christ and make it simple and what I uh what was recorded when I said it's like well that's impossible and he's like yes it's impossible but we should try and so I just want to expound on that and clarify my thoughts on this I'm not going to have this is not going to be a whole like thing where I go through scripture and uh different things in order to uh, convince you guys on my point I'm just trying to get my thoughts out to clarify this thing, and then I'll, I'll come back later and I'll do I'll do another one uh, where I get more in depth about what the Bible says about this stuff. Yeah, but uh, really, uh, when it comes to this, I wanted to. So my point wasn't that uh, hey, we need, we just need to follow the Sermon on the Mount, or we shouldn't follow the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, my point. Uh, that I wanted to make was that we, you know, Jesus didn't come in just to establish a new law for us to follow. And then uh, everything will be hunky dory one day when everyone eventually starts to follow this law or something like that. Uh, this is kind of like the Anabaptist way of viewing things. And I like a lot of things about the Anabaptists, they actually follow and believe the teachings of Jesus when it comes to the peace teachings and divorce and, you know, money and all this kind of stuff. Uh, however, the problem that I see is that they just make a new law. When you talk about salvation, it's like, well, they don't like the Martin Luther thing by grace through faith, which is not Martin Luther. That is Paul. That is the Bible. And they say, yes, it is Paul. 
we don't follow Paul, we follow Jesus. Right, kind of thing. There's that thing going on. I was trying to combat that attitude because really the point is that we can't follow these to the T. Because you would have to follow the law to the T for it to work. And I don't mean to gain God's favor to just make him be nice to you like he's some far off Greek Zeus God figure that needs to be pleased. I'm talking about like to match to his other self giving Trinitarian love. Um, that's really what salvation, you know, really is, is, is about living in other centered love. Um, my, my thing, uh, is that I can never do anything in my own self efforts, but we can live in participation of Christ's vicarious work for us. And that's really what I was trying to get at. I'm definitely going to have to go deeper into this in another episode. I just wanted to get my thoughts out there on what I was trying to do. Or what I was trying to get at was not, hey, let's take the Sermon on the Mount and throw it away. And here's another thing with the people that don't like Paul. Paul talks about the same stuff that's on the Sermon on the Mount is in Romans 12. And all the Christian anarchist guys, because there's a Christian anarchist podcast, uh, they know it too, you know. So it's because they always talk about read Romans 12 before you read Romans 13 kind of thing. And you should. I'll I'll get into an episode (laughs) with that later. But I just wanted to say, like, look, like, we don't need to write off Paul just because Jesus was, um, you know, our Lord, (laughs) you know. And Paul is an apostle. Paul is an apostle. That means that Jesus chose him by way of the Holy Spirit and all that stuff that happened on the road to Damascus and all that. You know, he was uh, chosen to be an apostle, which is basically to give the message. Um, So we don't need to throw away his words or whatever and whatnot. But how we live holy and how we follow these things is not we try. We read the words and then I go and I just try and do the thing. No, we trust. We trust in Christ's work. And we die and he lives in us. That's really what it is. Like, I, I, I'm just I'm just really trying. Really, the point is, is I'm trying to combat this. Anything that I, I just not into anything that makes us fall onto our own efforts, um, our own self efforts. I'm not talking about inaction. We know that even if you sit on the couch and do nothing, that is action, right? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the, the origin. Where are your works? Where, what is this coming from? Yeah, and then with that said, I do want to just uh, give a quote from my one of my favorite theologians, T.F. Torrance. This is not, um, I don't have the, <laughs> this is just from goodreads.com. I don't, it, it doesn't give where, which work this is from, so maybe it's not even, it's whatever it is. It's, um, it's a, it's a quote, <laughs> and I like it. Um, so here it is the radical significance of Christ's substitutionary priesthood 
does not lie in the fact that his perfect self-offering perfects and completes our imperfect offerings, but that these are displaced by his completed self-offering. We can only offer what has already been offered on our behalf and offer it by the only mode appropriate such to a substitutionary offering by prayer, thanksgiving, and praise. TF Torrance. Um, that doesn't get to the whole of what I'm talking about here, but that's kind of the idea that we can offer really our only we can only really offer uh, what Christ offers to the Father through his work through his priesthood um, and then when we go to live the actual life we're talking about in flesh and blood like in time and space instead of being a, a, a vicious murderer like um, Paul was a vicious murderer and then he becomes his apostle is uh, was martyred for the faith eventually um it's not it wasn't his own work he didn't reach inside himself and try and do this you know he says that i was crucified with christ it's no longer me that live christ lives in me right and go back to our last episode here when he instructs the church on righteousness and like good works and that kind of thing, you know, he talks about like, sh- you know, shall we, you know, Romans six again, shall we then, uh, what shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that may grace may abound by no means? How can we who died to sin live still live in it? It's really about the dying to sin in Christ. Cause it's a, it talks about three or four, like we, those of us who were baptized into Christ were baptized in his death in order that uh, just as Christ was raised from that will be glory to the Father and that you walk in newness of life, blah, 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 blah. And then 11, so you must, con- 6.11, so you must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. 12, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body to make you obey its passions. So the first thing that we do is we acknowledge that we died, that old man died. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body to make it obey its passions. Do not present your members uh, to sin as instruments for unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and your members to God as instruments for righteousness for sin will have no dominion over you since you are not under law but under grace and now if we need uh, clarification on what that looks like you know um, what is you know, what is that it's love love your God all heart mind will and strength love your neighbor as yourself what does that look like well we look at the Sermon on the Mount we look at um, what the you know we're like Romans twelve is is another one, um, you know basically we do look at that kind of stuff and so nothing against Craig uh, in that episode or whatever, um, I just because it was just a, such a short little tidbit there where in it the only thing that you heard me say was 
it's impossible. <laughs> I didn't want people to think that I had the Martin Luther thing. Martin Luther said that uh, thought the Sermon on the Mount was just there to cause terror in us to then believe in the gospel. And it was it's something that we would always fall short of and never never be able to live in our lives. <laughs> um, that's not what I'm th- saying. I'm saying we actually can live righteously, but it's by the grace of God. Um, it's by um, looking at the sin that reign, do not not letting the sin that reigns in our bodies um, to make it obey its passions. That's six twelve. We gotta look at you know. Let's look at six ten and eleven first. For the death he uh, death he died. He died sin once for all. Jesus, but the life he lives, he lives to God. So you talking to the reader like us Christians. Uh, must also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. We first must consider ourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ. And then we can start talking about what does that look like? Well, we can look at the Sermon on the Mount. So that's, that's why the gospel and clarifying what the gospel is and preaching is more important to me than saying, hey, we just got to get back to the early teachings. You see this in a lot of Anabaptist circles where people are, they're dropping the more stuffy, religious looking stuff where like we have to wear uh, clothes from the 1800s and we can't have electronics and stuff. And they're like more modern and whatnot. Like um, what is it? The Meeting House in Canada is one of the ones I think it's like brotherhood something is the denomination but they come up come from the Mennonites and you know there's a lot of this like resurgence of like just making um Christianity uh is just pacifism or something it is it does lead to non-violent living and 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 whatnot but that's not what the gospel is the gospel isn't um hey basically be a Buddhist monk that takes a vow of nonviolence. It's no, uh, it's not, we're not saved by any of our own religious piety. We are saved from sin and death. So how can we, so therefore we are saved by, from sin. So how can we live in sin? And this is what uh, living in righteousness and holiness looks like is the Sermon on the Mount is, uh, you know, like Romans 12. Um, before I wrap up, I'm going to go to Romans 12 real quick. And just... Uh, I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm just... I read from the ESV real quick. You know, I know it's like not... The everyone's favorite translation. It's just it's just the one that I have there. And I have a hard time picking other ones. Um... 12.1, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and acceptable God, uh, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be formed through this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Whew, good stuff. Um, you can read the rest, uh, but you know, like, uh, 14, it's, uh, you know, bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse them, rejoice with those 
who rejoice, weep with those who weep, live in harmony with one another, do not be haughty, do not but associate with the lowly, never be wise in your own sight, repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to the to do what is honorable in the sight of all, if possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourself, believe it, excuse me, <clears throat> beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him, if he is thirsty, give him something to drink, for by doing so you will be burning coal. heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Okay? So, here. I'm not saying don't follow these things. I'm just trying. My thing is we follow these by God's grace and by Christ's work in us. And not by our own self-efforts and our own strength. Alright. So, uh, if there's any questions... I'll put the email in the show notes there. Uh, I I will have an episode about some something more topical. Uh, maybe I'll talk about church and state uh, in the next one. We'll look at the liberty part of life, liberty and liturgy podcast. And uh, God bless you guys. You have a good one. Peace.